¡Ey! Mira quién llegó. El que no era nada. Y ahora lo es todo. Aquí fue cool. ¿Quién soy yo? No soy el mejor ni el primero, pero con mi flow entre veteranos me paseo. ¿Quién soy yo? Mi leño en la avenida y no fue mal de cuando yo sueño pongo a la gente que baile. ¿Quién soy yo? No soy el mejor ni el primero. fancy things. In actuality, the song is just called Who I Am. Kian Soy Yo, Who I Am. Uh, that's the translation. This was a short-lived uh, theme song used for Carlito Caribbean Cool in the WWE. Um, this, you can get this on the WWE Reckless Intent CD. Album, whatever the hell. Um, or just pull up on YouTube like me. Uh, I'm Johnny Florida, and welcome to another edition of of the reality check. I hope you are enjoying yourself. Um, I hope you're enjoying the music. I really do like this song. Cool. But I, yeah, I always like this song. It's got a good beat to it. It's a little bit, it's, it kind of reminds me of like Bob Marley style music, but more energy to it. Like a mixture of Bob Marley and salsa music. So, like it feels like you could almost perfectly relaxed while listening to this at the beach I mean I could relax to it at the beach but there are people who want the softer music like Bob Marley to be able to enjoy at the beach and then you got people who want to dance this song which makes sense uh, but me I don't dance I am horrible at dancing you don't want to see me dancing etc but why did I pick that song why did I pick a song like a hundred percent in Spanish to play well, that's kind of what the theme of today's episode is. So, what sparked me to do this episode? By the way, what is this episode for the reality check? This episode is on lingo, language, dual lingo, lingo, learning about other languages, trying to become multicultural and that stuff. The whole premise of today's episode is... um. Multi is on languages, probably a bit of culturism to it as well, uh, is what this whole topic is. And I know it sounds a little weird to be like, oh, what does that have to do with psychology, with the idea that this is a reality check, you know, society, psychology and sociolo- sociology and stuff like that. But there actually can be a way of doing that, uh, this episode, you know what I mean? Um, and what sparked me to do this episode? I made a post in the last day or two on Facebook, both accounts, my personal one and my other personal one. Remember, I was trying to delete the accounts, and I ended up separate, making a separate account that I was going to use sparingly uh, because I want, uh, I uh, you know, I want to cut down, and I have. But I got the other one, which I have also really cut down. You know, now I admit I do still say heavy on politics in my new Facebook account. The old one I have 
uh, because it's got me on all the stuff like my fan groups and everything. Not my fan group. I mean the fan groups that I'm in and other kind of shit for wrestling related, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I wanted to uh, – I've been – I, people know I'm very multicultural, not like in genetics. I'm 100% fucking white European. I'm as blanco as can be, okay? I mean, if there's a way to go more than muy cento, which means very, uh, like a lot or more hundred, if I could do more than 100%, that'd be me, okay? That's how freaking white European I am. Um, but I love studying other cultures. I love integration like that. I love whether it's the cuisine, whether it's the art, whether it's the culture, whether it's the etiquette, whether it's just... Society, sociology, all that kind of stuff. I love that about other cultures. You know, like, I mean, I've taken my trips all the time. You know, I lived in Germany when I was with the army. I was deployed to Iraq. Did a little bit in Kuwait where I met a lot of Nepalese people. I know it sounds a little weird. Be like, wait, wouldn't you have met Kuwaitis? Few Kuwaitis actually work. And it's not because of laziness. They make so much money from the Kuwaiti government for all the oil they get, they don't bother. So what they actually do is they, they actually have a big visa program. They bring in a lot of people from Nepal, Bangladesh, maybe East India, but mostly like Nepal, Bangladesh, and possibly Bhutan. And they come over and they work for like a year or two or something like that, maybe even longer in Kuwait. And if they're there for long enough and they pay certain things, they can actually get Kuwaiti citizenship at the point. And once they get citizenship, they start making the money. Um Nice old-fashioned cold water. Um, but I did all that. I've been on my humanitarian trips through the university. I went to Belize and I went to Ecuador. I've taken two cruises to the Bahamas, Mexico, Jamaica, and the Cayman Islands. I've flown to Costa Rica last year. I love traveling. I love different cultures. I went to the UK through my university as well, Scotland and England. I didn't get to go to Wales and I didn't get to go over to Ireland. Um, but I've been to so many different places and I love that. And I want to be able to, try, I would love to hit every country in the planet if I could. If I had the money, I would. Um, you know, maybe down the road I'll be able to spend an entire year just traveling the planet, take a backpack, some clothes, and, uh, you know, just traveling. It'll be easy if I did that in Europe because there's a lot of small countries. You know, just starting like Italy and then work my way through the former Yugoslavia down to Greece. I can knock out 10 countries in a matter of a week. Um, and that's still spending time enjoying myself. That's not like the idea like of uh, just getting on a train and just be like, okay, we're going to take a train and go right through Croatia all the way through down to down to Albania. We're not even going to stop in Bosnia. We're just going through it. You know, go on through. Never leave the train. Never smell the breath and the oxygen and everything that is of, of Bosnia and be like, okay, I'm in Bosnia. That's it. Let's keep going. No, no, no. No, I, I'd like to enjoy myself. But. What is it about people that there is a thing about the idea of why people want to learn other languages, why people want to learn other cultures, why people don't want to learn other languages and don't want to learn other cultures? You know, we always hear about the stuff like here in the United States. You know, people are like, I'm American. I'm an American from an America. I'm from America. Okay. I ain't doing none of that Canadian shit. No, fuck that. You know, hockey, hockey may have been invented by Canadians, but it was perfected in America. Now, look, I'm a veteran. People know me when it comes to politics. I'm very proud to say America. But I ain't one of those guys. I'm very proud to learn other cultures and learn other languages. And anyway, as I was talking about the language, I made a post on Facebook. That's what I was trying to get at. In the last week, anybody here ever used Duolingo? The app, the Duolingo app. It's a green logo with a bird and everything on it. Uh, and Luca, by the way, I'm going to get back to you because I already talked a little bit about it. Um, uh, I'll get back to you after the show, okay? If you want to jump on uh, here, we'll just talk, just shoot the shit live on the air after the show. But um, anybody that's listening on the download, yeah, 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 I'll find out later. It has something to do with our um, with our donations to Patreon and stuff like that. Uh, donate to the Patreon, and you can find out patreon.com forward slash WNC. Anyway, I've been on this Duolingo app so much, and it's awesome. I, I am studying Spanish is what I'm doing. I know it's not like the, the catch-all, the cheap one. Be like, oh, everybody just wants to learn Spanish. But you know what? Here's the thing. The United Nations recognizes four major languages as the languages of the planet that covers most of the planet. Um, you would think Chinese would be one. And I mean, yeah. But the four international languages, every – like here's an example. If you want to be an ambassador to the United Nations, you have to know one of these four languages. English, Spanish, French, and Arabic. They use Arabic because the Middle East. I mean, people all the way from Morocco down to uh, Somalia um, speak Arabic. Anybody who's a Muslim, and now this is not an attack, far from it, okay? But anybody who's a Muslim 
It's like if you're going to be a proper Muslim and you're going to study the Quran, you got to learn Arabic because the original Qurans are written in Arabic. It's the same as, you know, people who are Jewish, they always got to learn Hebrew. You know what I mean? And devout, devout Catholics, you know, especially in the priesthood and stuff like that, they tend to always learn Latin, you know? So, but Arabic, but Latin's not used as a language for any country anymore, just in the, the within the, the, the Christian faith, especially in the Catholic branch. But, uh, but, 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 um, Arabic is used by all these countries, so it's like that. Now, you would think Chinese would be added on, and I would probably, if I had to say one other, maybe, uh, Japanese. You would have thought Afrikaans or, 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 uh, Swahili, but it's actually kind of limited. I mean, it's it's diverse within Africa, but, be, but it's actually not so much. French and English pick up a lot over there, and a lot of the parts of Southern Africa were Portuguese, and it's very easy for people who are Portuguese to learn um, to learn uh, Spanish. I'm not saying they're the exact same, but Spanish to Portuguese is very similar to each other, so there is some some parallels, a lot of parallels. Uh, Jay Utah, they used to get bonuses in the army for knowing Arabic if my memory serves me right. Yeah, they do. They, they have a different, in the military, the U.S. military at least, there's different language levels and you can get a pay raise if you're declared fluent. You gotta pass a test to be declared fluent in other languages. Spanish is the only level one language. You earn $25 a month more. So $300 a month more just because you speak Spanish. Arabic, you earn $300 a month more. So that's 3600 Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a level four language. The other ones are like Russian, and I think Pashto, uh, the Mandarin, maybe Japanese, stuff like that. Uh, French, German, Italian, a skill level two, level three, I can't remember. Uh, maybe it's only level three. I, I, if I remember right, there's four. But yeah, stuff like that. But I have been learning Spanish because it's, it, it is big in this country, of course, naturally. Um, and, it, it can be very useful, and I like to call it the gateway language, and I know it sounds a little stupid and weird, but here's the thing. If you can perfect Spanish, you are already more than 50% of the way there when it comes to learning Italian, and probably very similar in, in the case of learning Portuguese. Italian and Spanish are probably about 70%, maybe 80%, I don't know, but I'll say 70% the same. Portuguese, uh, probably about the same, maybe a little less. There may be words that are different, like there may be words that English and uh, not English that Spanish and Italian are the same, but it's not the same for Portuguese. But then there are words in Spanish and Portuguese that are the same. That's not the same between Spanish and Italian. You know what I mean? And uh, I, so it's a gateway one. So if I can perfect Spanish, then down the road, if I want to try to learn Italian or Portuguese, that will help out a lot. You know, you look at like um, look at Melania Trump, the first lady. She knows English, French, Slovenian, uh, I think Bosnian. Italian, uh, and some of those languages because they're very similar. Like Croat, just people who speak Slovenian, Croat, and Bosnian are also very similar to each other. So it's easy for her to learn it like that, you know, because they were all Yugoslavic. So the languages are very similar to each other. They're not 100%, but they're actually closer to each other than Spanish and Italian. But she knows Italian, so therefore she knows a lot of Spanish. Uh, she knows French. So it's stuff like that. Sometimes learning one language can actually get you as a gateway to another. I had a guy who was... Um, um, I had a guy who was my uh, Russian. That's another big one, uh, Vic, because Russian and Ukrainian, Belarusian is almost the exact same as Russian, but it's actually dim different in some stuff. And they were focused on just the Russian language, but they're trying to bring the Belarusian language back. Belarus is actually uh, in, in their language. The country is called Belarusia, which means white Russia. So <laughs> uh, Ukraine is very similar. Bulgarian is very similar. Romanian does not use the Cyrillic alphabet, but their language is similar to Bulgarian, which is similar to Russia, so gateway, and uh, etc. You know, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of the, some of the countries like the stands, you know, Uzbekistan, uh, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, I think th they all use the Cyrillic language and speak very similar to Russia as well. But in any case, um, so sometimes using these gateways can actually help you out. Try to learn one language and you learn another. Anyway, as I was saying, had a buddy who was an interpreter. And uh, he spoke Arabic, so he was he was our interpreter in Afghanistan. And um, I ended up finding out later that he was actually working now as an interpreter in, in no 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 he was our interpreter in Iraq. What did I say? I was never in Afghanistan. I was in Iraq. He became an interpreter later on in in Afghanistan. I was talking to him, wondering how he could do that. He's a smart guy. Don't get me wrong, but Afghanistan and Iraq are very different. So I was wondering how he did that because Pashto and Arabic are not the same. And I found out he was talking to me and he said he was told 
he's like, I, you know, things are drawing down in Iraq. What am I supposed to do for for work and stuff like that? Because it's what he's been doing for years. They told somebody told him, just go tell them that you could speak Urdu, which is used in southern Iraq. And he went uh, not Iraq. Oh my God, southern Afghanistan. And he went and took the test, and he passed like with over eighty percent because Urdu and um and Arabic are very similar to each other. Um, Arabic and Persian are different, but they're very similar. And Urdu is very similar to Persian. So it was a gateway through. So by doing that, he was able to get work in southern Afghanistan as an interpreter because of the fact that his Arabic and Urdu are so similar. You know, So sometimes that's a way to do it. Now that right there goes into one of the big things for the idea for psychology and sociology. Why do people learn another language? Sometimes it's because of work. Now maybe you're already Duolingo and... You're trying to find a job a sudden and you can't pull it up, but sometimes all you gotta do is just change it up a little bit. Like my interpreter I mentioned, Rubio, he, um, that was our nickname, that was our nickname for him. Uh, so he's not a, he's not Hispanic. Um, he, he, he was actually Iraqi, um, an Iraqi American. Uh, but, you know, he spoke English and, uh, Arabic. I think he actually learned some French too, but he spoke English and Arabic. And the war in Iraq is, is drawn down, so he's gonna be done with work over there, at least at the time. Um, so he's trying to figure out what he's going to do, and they tell him to go start, just take the test on Urdu because it's so similar, and he passed. So that's a big time. Some a big thing sometimes is just work related, you know. Now that doesn't always work because uh, because you know you can't just learn something on the spot. You're trying to get a job, and it's like, oh well, I mean, if you know this language, it'll help out. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to go study it. Yeah, that'll be great. Four years fucking later, that when you finally able to pass the exam fluently, you know what I mean. Mm. I'm going to need more than one bottle of water. Go figure. Um, but sometimes that can be the case, you know. I had a friend whose father lives in Mexico, and we were talking at one point of the idea of living in Mexico for a time, save about money, do some good stuff like that. And, um, you know, her dad worked for a telecommunications company, and they're actually looking for English speakers rather than Spanish speakers. The fact that she speaks both was very helpful. But she's like, you know, we can get the work there and everything. You know, they they need English speakers over there. And I'm like, Really? But, but why? Not to knock Mexico, but, I mean, it's not that much. It's not like the United States where the language is English, but we got a lot of Spanish speakers. Or, like in Canada, the language is English and French. Mexico, very much predominantly Spanish. Mexican dialect Spanish, you know? So why would they need... But it turns out they do a lot of business and stuff like that, telecommunications, all this stuff, and they want English speakers because they're talking back to the UK and Canada and the US. So, like, there you go. Now, me, I didn't have to learn a language had I had we done that plan. You know, the idea ended up not happening. We moved down to Florida. But the um, the fact that I could have done that, you know, I already knew the language, so there's that. Uh, so, I mean, it was just second nature like that. Sometimes you could just change it up a little bit. I mean... You know, I mean, hell, all you got, all I got to be able to do is try to start doing an accent. If I could start talking to a couple of Scotsmen and Irishmen, I could start sounding like I'm back over from fucking Manchester, like like Luke over here. You know what I mean? Now, I know it's not perfect right now. My accent could get better when I'm with people and I'm listening to more shite. Trust me, I get pretty good with it. Um, I, I, I sound almost natural. <laughs> but at the same time, that's just an accent and some slang, you know, because there are some things different, you know. You know, like, we're getting drunk in the U.S., but in the U.K. and Australia, you're getting pissed. You know, you're smoking a cigarette in, in the, or, or a, cig in, a cigarette in the United States, but it's uh, lighting up a fag in the U.K., you know, stuff like that. Which, ironically, a quick side note, Luke, is it true you guys are still getting hate and stuff? Like, people are going on the offensive saying, how dare British people use that word because that's offensive? It's like, eh, it's been used for well over 100 years for a cigarette. So, meh. Anyway, um... You know, it's like, um, but this is the thing is that there is a, there's that drive. So what's some other drives for people wanting to learn another language? Well, I mean, you know, let's start with legitimate reasons. You know, sometimes it's um, just wanting to be smarter, wanting to learn more. You know, people want to learn another language like me. I just want to be very multicultural. I know basics. Now, when I, keep in mind what I'm about to say does not make it sound like I'm awesome, okay? I'm, this is very minimal. I know the basics of Spanish. I'm getting a lot better thanks to this, this app. I, I, I strongly endorse this, guys. Uh, I'm, I know the basics of Spanish. I know basics of, because of that, Italian. I know the basics of, um, I studied Italian in middle school. Uh, so take the little I remember with that, tack it on with the Spanish. I can get a little by. Not saying that that's perfect. I know basics of French. I studied that in college. And from living in Germany and, and Iraq, I know a little bit, very little of, um, Arabic and I know some basics for German. 
and uh, so very helpful. Um, but you know, so this is the, um, the, the this is just like I want to learn more. I want to be able to be as multicultural as possible. I want to be able to go to any country and speak a little bit. Like one of the big things for me is I know how to say thank you and like what do you call it? Like like sixteen languages. Let's see: English, obvious, Spanish, and Italian is gracias and grazie. Uh, Messi Boku in French, Dankeschön in German, um, uh, Albanian, Falamin Dedit, uh, Shukran in Arabic, Greek is Efkaristo, Spasiva in uh, Russia, Blagadaria in, in Bulgaria, um, uh, Doma Arigato in Japan, of course. Um, I know a couple other ones. Oh, my God, what am I forgetting? I know there's a couple, there's like another language or two that I'm forgetting, but I know all those ones. Um, oh my God, I knew the the Israeli one as well in Hebrew. But so I I, I always thought it was like a respect thing to be able to at least say it like that. Oh oh ooh, teşekkür ederim. That's Turkish. You know that's how they say thank you in in Turkish. Uh, but this is like it's, to me, it's always been like a respect thing to be able to just say a couple of things. If you're at least able to say to greet someone, say thank you and goodbye in another language in their language I find it to be some of the most utmost in respect because even if you don't know the language to be able to at least so think of those you know greeting someone coming in or leaving you're greeting them in their language showing you took the effort for that you're thanking them in their language that right there those three phrases right there can be very helpful now you deal with someone like who's French and I'm not attacking the French people they're some of the most cultural people um, they're very proud very proud of their language. So they want to hear it perfect. Like French people get mad at Canadians because Canadians don't speak French properly. Like even people from Quebec, you know, it's like, you know, the French, uh, Raymond, you know, whereas the uh, the people from Quebec is like Raymond, you know, a French person will lose their goddamn mind. And I can give that example because when I was studying French, our French professor talked about it when he was in Canada and in France and how he said so many times they can't stand that. Vraiment, vraiment. They, they get so mad. So mad. They want to hear their language perfectly. And it sounds so egotistical, and I'm going to get to ego as well on this at a later point, but it's also pride. I'm going to get to that as well. So, but for people, they just, sometimes people just want to learn another language. They just want to they just want to learn that stuff. They want to. They want to enjoy it, you know. And it can be for two reasons. One is the idea they want to be smarter. Maybe uh, there are people who believe that if you know another language, you are infinitely smarter because it shows that you can be able to learn another language. And in a way, I understand that because there's a lot of motors and mechanics that that does happen in the brain when it comes to knowing a lo- another language. The fact that you can go from one language to another. Like people hear the term Spanglish. Uh, Conglish, you know, that's Korean English. Spanglish is Spanish English. Uh, Franglish in Canada, French and English, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, you could be able to speak and, and go from English to Spanish to Spanish to English in, in, in the same conversation, in the same sentence. You know, I think it was down in Seychelles that they have like TV shows. They have a TV show. Is it Seychelles? No, 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 not say. I think it's Ma- Ma- Mauritius, Mauritius. They'll have like a, a TV show for singers, and it's like the host will be speaking in like French, and the the song will be song uh, sang in um in in like Creole, their own Creole version that they have, and then it's like also uh, there's like Swahili or African, uh, no Arabic language, I think. Because uh, and then they, but then it's like the judges will answer in English or something like that. It's something weird. Four languages all mixed in the into like one thing. Uh, you know what I mean? So uh, it's 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 very weird how they could pull that off. But that takes a lot of skill. You can go back and forth. You know, you got some countries where they teach their kids. Um, they 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 will speak three languages. You know. Um, it's, it's just, it's amazing that they can be able to do that. You know, some countries where it's just natural and in Europe, that's a big thing because of the fact that the countries are so close to each other. Like look at Switzerland. Switzerland has four languages in the one country. They have proper Swiss, which is very similar to German for the record, but they have German Swiss. They have Swiss. They have 
French and they have Italian all spoke in one language and all one country and it all depends on where in the country you are like everybody speaks Swiss Swiss um, but then you have like the Swiss German in the northeast and in the northwest is French Swiss and then you have um, you have right down over in, um, in, 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 in in the south is Italian Swiss it's like are you kidding me you know what I mean I mean it's amazing that they can be able to pull it off um, but Take a breather, take a breather. I'm go I've gone 25 minutes straight through like this, just about. In any case, um, but you know, like it's just, it, it's just in some cases just because of the culture and everything that's needed to be multicultural, you know, so like I was talking about people want to do it because they just want to be smarter. They think it's like a high intellect and the modern mechanical skills to be able to pull it off, which is very legit. But then you also got people who are doing it because of cultural purposes. You know, let's look at, um, let's look at Luke, for example. Luke speaks English. Because uh, he's from England. But maybe he doesn't speak ye old English. Now, I know it sounds a stupid way of saying it, but there is a thing about the idea. There were some people trying to push to maintain the old proper English speaking and trying to bring it back. That's why watch – it's so boring. But whatever the C-SPAN is in the UK, watch like a session of them in the British House of Commons in Parliament as they're speaking. And you'll see that sometimes they'll speak – a lot of people will speak just regular, normal modern day English but you'll have others that will sometimes try to speak in a proper form the right honorable doeth declare that the, that they will subjugate this process into into a fair vacuum and it's like what the fuck and the funny thing is I understand a lot of it and I think that's pretty lame that I can understand what the hell they're talking about one is because I follow politics and two I suck um but you got maybe at the same time you got someone like now now like uh Luke's co-host uh, from the Transcontinental Project, Sensible Sam. Sam is uh, Tex-Mex. She uh, speaks English and Spanish. You know, now and now one, she's from Texas. Her family is from Mexico, I believe. You know, it makes sense that now when I say I believe like that, it's because I just don't. Uh, what I mean is I don't know which generation came over and then got to the point that now she's here. You know, what I mean I don't know if she's first generation, second, fourth. I don't. I don't know. But in any case, um, you know. For her, it, probably family as well. But let's just say her family didn't speak uh, Spanish. But she, because of the fact that she's Mexican, she wanted to speak more Spanish. So she learns it. She she learns it like that. You know. Now I, I'm willing to bet part of her family still speaks Spanish. I, I I'll bet money. But so therefore she had the exposure. But let's say she didn't have the exposure. Some people they want to do that. Like look at me. I'm I'm English, and I'm Irish. I'm Eastern European, so fucking I'm I'm fucking comrade commissar over here, fucking Russian, not actual Russian, but like Eastern European. So I don't even fucking know. Um, I'm probably fucking Ukrainian or Belarusian myself. I don't, I really don't know. Uh, but I'm Balkan, you know, that's because of Czechoslovakian in me. I do know that. Uh, well, Czechoslovakian is also why I'm Eastern European. Uh, uh, German, you know, Swiss. Swedish, Swedish, not Swiss. So it's like it would be maybe following the same thing that I want to learn more. Now, because I lived in Germany, I got to do some of that. I tried to learn some Irish back in the day. I, It's tough. The only thing I can remember how to say in, 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 in Gaelic, in Irish Gaelic, is uh, to say goodbye, slon. That's all I remember. That's all the fuck I remember. The only other thing is I know the Irish national anthem, but in English. I don't know how to say it in, in, in Gaelic. I can't. I, it's fucking hard. That is a hard language to learn. Um, but, you know, the gentle laborer will suffer no more. Yeah, fuck you too, Luke. But, so sometimes it's just wanting to learn because of your culture, you know what I mean? And that makes complete sense, and it's a lot of pride and stuff, you know? I mean, I'm a proud American, but I'm also proud of my heritage. So it's okay to want to learn these other languages and try to perfect, you know? Um, which uh, again, cheap plug. This Duolingo app is fucking amazing. Um, I've been, I've already finished all five um, levels on uh, the intro, which is thirty six lessons. I'm in the middle of level four. I've completed ten lessons out of fifteen on level four. Um, I'd only done one lesson on level one so far on traveling. Um, I've got a long ways to go because that all that stuff. Along with restaurant talk, family talk, shopping talk, school talk, people talk, will get me to complete in checkpoint one. And this thing ends at what? Seven, eight, seven. Yeah, checkpoint seven is the end. Um, 
I got a long ways to go, but this thing I'm learning so much so fast already. Uh, but there's so many different languages on the Duolingo. You can learn Spanish. You can learn English as well. I mean, you know, uh, but it shows like the American flag, not the British. So I guess it's a way of saying, haha, you're going to learn American English. Spanish, French, German, Italian, Japanese, Chinese, Russian, Korean, Portuguese, Dutch, Swedish, Norwegian. Uh, scroll down a little bit more. Uh, where did I go? Norwegian, Swedish, uh, okay, there you go. Turkish, Polish, oh, God, stupid alert. No, I don't want to download that. Uh, Polish, Irish, Greek, Hebrew, Danish, Hindi, Czech, Ukrainian, Vietnamese, Hungarian, Welsh, Esperanto, which is an international language, Official definition is of an international language created to facilitate communication amongst people from different countries. Practical use is more of a uh, more than a hundred years old. It's been proven to generally uh, to be a genuinely living language capable of expressing all facets of human thought. Blah blah blah. Um, it's like an auxiliary language, stuff like that. Uh, Vietnamese, Hungarian, Swahili, Romanian, Indonesian. They also have extinct languages going on that you can learn. Hawaiian and Navajo. And then, uh, for the nerds out there. They have High Valyrian and Klingon. Uh, now, if you're speaking English, those are the languages you can learn. There were some languages on here that you can learn, but not made for people who speak English. Um, meaning, like, you got to speak another language to be able to learn this one. Um, you know, let's try to pull that up. Duolingo. I remember learning, like, there was, like, what, like, five other languages? Here you go. Um... Five courses for English speakers are currently in development. Arabic, Latin, Yiddish. That's used by uh, a lot of Jewish people uh, for like the Torah and the Talmud. Uh, different from Hebrew. Finnish and Haitian Creole. There are some languages that they do offer not in English. Like, for example, if you are a Spanish speaker, you could learn Catalan, which is uh, used like in the Catalonia region of Spain and stuff like that. They're actually trying to break away and become its own nation. That's why the freaking Spanish army had to come in at the hands of the government because Spain will not let them leave. And then also Guarani uh, uh, language, which is um, it's Paraguayan, Guarani. Guarani, Guarani. It's fuck. It's, it translates means the people's language. There you go. The people's language of fucking Paraguay. There you go. Uh, but there's all that kind of stuff, and it's really good. Uh, and I really recommend this app. And and Mia, like I said, just for me, it's cultural. So I want to be able to learn it all. Um, now here's another reason. Maybe I wanted to move to one of these countries. Maybe I want to move to a country down the road that speaks Spanish. And that's a big thing. Another reason why people learn a language is because they're moving. How often do you hear about people that want to? They have the money and they can. Do work, like I mentioned the idea of going to Mexico, or they're retiring, or they got all the money and they can do early retirement at a younger age, or whatever. Maybe they get married. I'm going to get into that point in a little later point. Um, people do it just because they're moving, you know. I watched that show. I used to watch that show, Buying on the Beach. It started with Buying Alaska, and then they got Buying on the Bayou, Buying on the Beach. They tried the short-lived Buying Naked, which was for the nudist colonies down here in Florida. We got a fucking lot of them. Um... And sometimes learning the language. You know, maybe you really enjoy a place, but you want to learn the language. I went to Costa Rica last year. And I can tell you this. I really, really enjoyed being there. And some of the beauty and, and everything. And I and we, we barely touched it, my ex and I. We only touched San Juan and the outer limits of San Juan. You know? We're not talking San Juan, Puerto Rico. We're talking San Juan um, of... Uh, of uh, Costa Rica. Let's see. Costa Rica. Um, pull that shit up again. Not not, gonna, not San Juan. I'm a fucking idiot. San Jose. That's what I was thinking. California. San Jose is the capital. Uh, St. Joseph. San Jose is the capital. We were just outside of San Jose. We went through the city. And it was very nice. About an eighth of all the adults in, in, in Costa Rica speak English. About a quarter of them know enough English to get by. So that's very helpful for me. But at the same time, I'd want to learn more of the language in Costa Rica, which is Spanish, Costa Rican dialect. And I'd like to do that. Here's a quick example. I'm going to teach you guys a little Costa Rican. Um, Italians will say, especially during a, a cheer, 
like a toast with a drink or when you're leaving or something to go take care of a task, people, they will say bona fortuna, which means good fortunes. Um, something similar is said in Costa Rica, which is uh, pura vida, which means like pure life or good fortune. It's, it's, it's a greeting in Costa Rica. So if you're speaking to someone, you know, you say pura vida. And if it's someone that you you know, they want to see you as a friend, they'll say pura vida mai. You know, they're basically saying good, uh, pure life, my friend, something like that. And, you know, so that's a proper thing. So if you go to Costa Rica, there you go. Just say Pura Vida uh, if you're greeting someone. You don't have to say Buenos Dias, Buenos Tardes. You know, just Pura Vida. Pura Vida, Pura Vida. Uh, stuff like that. Um, but I really enjoyed being down there. And I, and it's like I could go back down there, but maybe I'd want to learn the language more, you know. Um, I've, my ex and I, we had talks the idea. Her family is – her mother's from Curacao. Uh, I, her family's from Anguilla, but her mother was born in Curacao, which is weird because Anguilla is part of the, uh, the British – uh, Commonwealth realm, meaning the, not Anguilla. Oh my god, we were gonna go to Anguilla. No, Antigua. I am fucking up tonight, guys. No, Antigua. And the Queen of England is still Her Majesty the Queen of Antigua. And Barbuda. Um, but she was born in Curacao, which is part of the Dutch kingdom. The Queen, or King of Denmark, not Denmark, oh my, I, somebody shoot me! The Netherlands controls Curacao, so the world the world Dutch family controls uh, Curacao. So somehow she got that. She grew up and lived with her family in a British colony, British territory, which eventually separated. But she was born in a Dutch place, so she gets she got a Dutch passport, you know. And she did spend a little bit of time, I think, in the Netherlands because of that as well, uh, because she was a Dutch citizen thanks to her birth. But it's like you know. So there's that, but I, I've researched and I'll, I'll be on Curacao. It's beautiful. Like the, take a look at Orangestadt and see what it looks like over there. It's very nice. It's a secluded island. I mean, it's populated, but it's secluded, so it's, you can get around the country pretty fast. But the good thing is, is ships, ferries, and uh, planes. You can go to all the other ones. You can go to Antigua. You can go to Anguilla. You can go to Saint Martin. There's a lot of places you can go to and enjoy that. Hell, you hit Anguilla uh, and Saint Martin. Uh, which and uh, half of St. Martin is French, half of it is Dutch. Like literally, the island's cut in half between the French Republic and the other half being the Dutch Kingdom. And so between that, you could be able to enjoy three countries in one day, like that. Just because you go to Anguilla, then take the twenty-minute ferry across to St. Martin on the French side, and then go to the South Side, which is the Dutch side. There you go. Um, but it's like you know. Now, to be fair, Dutch people basically all speak English, so I could retire to Curacao and not have to worry because they they speak it. So I already have that. But maybe I'd want to learn some Dutch, and the fact that I know a little German it at least gives me the fucking backbone to start things off. It's a little. There are some similarities, so there's that. Um, but that's a big thing. Maybe people want to move. Maybe they want to check out another place like that. You know, there's a lot of good items and etc. to be able to check it out. So. There's that. Now, dragging on with that, I'm going to move on to the next one. But in part of that, because I'm talking about like my ex and stuff, relationships. Who here dated someone who their family was another culture and therefore they tried to learn the language? I'll raise my hand. You know, my 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 other ex, um, I got enough of them. Uh, exes marked the goddamn spot. Uh, my One of my exes lives in South Texas, lives in Brownsville, border city, the border, the most southern tip of all of Texas. And we got to go to the border, too. It was kind of sudden. I should have taken pictures. Hell, I should have gotten a stamp. I should have brought my passport and got a stamp. Even if we didn't walk into the country, just have the fucking Mexican border police stamp it. You could do that. You know, you can get the stamp as long as you don't enter. And then I could literally stamp it and just walk on over to the freaking customs officer and just be like, yeah, can you stamp me back? I got nothing to declare. I got all this. Um, corona is awesome. But I'm an American. I'm an American that loves Corona. There you go. That's what I declare. Which would be the exact opposite if I were to go to Canada or something, you know, the Mountie. Do you have anything to declare? Uh, yeah, I hate hockey. And maple syrup is awesome. Thank you. You know. But my ex her, is Tex-Mex. She's first-generation American. Her mother was is Mexican from Mexico and her grandmother and all that. So um, they all speak Spanish, everybody. Now, her mom knows some English. Her grandmother knows no English. Her sister knows English just like her. Um, 
I I'd want to learn the the idea is learning Spanish. If we were still dating, would be very helpful. Want to be learning from her and two from this app, and I would be better because I could conversate with the rest of her family. You know what I mean? These uh, that's another reason why people do that sometimes because the idea in a relationship, you know, is because you know they want to be able to fit in like that. Whether it's making that that their loved one's family proud sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean we've seen movies like My Big Fat Greek Wedding where the guy. <sighs> I can't believe my ex made me watch that movie. There were some good things, and I love French, uh, French. Oh my God, Greek cuisine. Love French cuisine as well, but Greek cuisine is delicious. Oh, but watching that movie and the guy, what happens? He converts to Greek Catholic and everything, so that way the family can be proud and stuff like that, because she's not marrying an, an authentic Greek man. But at least they can pull off him converting to Greek Catholicism. You have people that they'll convert to Judaism and stuff like that. That's a common one because they're getting married. You know, so it's like this is the um, it's like this is the the a common thing is that people would do it, whether it's to make their love, their their partner's family proud or just be able to show extra support for their for them. And it's it's it is common enough and it's a cool thing. And I mean, it makes sense. And I and I and it's respectable, you know. And sometimes it's a little bit of a fun, you know, sometimes people just love having an extra language they can talk to their boyfriend, girlfriend with, you know. Um, so it's that, so it's definitely a fun with that. Um, but another part of it, you know, we can go on. Here's a more e e negative part of it. And I've talked about the idea of wanting to be smarter and stuff like that, but here's another reason why some people will learn a language ego. Some people, that's all it's about. It's just the idea like, uh, you know, they got, they're an ego, they're better. I'm better than you. I can learn any language without a problem. And, you know, you, uh, there's nothing you could do about it. And blah blah blah, blah 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 and stuff like that, and it's like people will do it to be smarter just because they want to show that they're better and smarter, and you know they're they're better than you. And I can't stand ego. Now look, learning a foreign language is always a good skill. So if if it takes ego to to get the drive to learn it, then just fucking do it. But just because you know a language does not mean that you're better than someone else. I mean. I know foreign languages a little bit here and there, but that don't make me better than someone. You know, if I'm if I'm better than them, it, it, it's not I'm better than you because you got a fucking ego. That right there. If someone does something, I've always said this. If someone has to act like they're better than you because of whatever reason, they're not. You know. Now I'm not going to get into that. It's a whole different kind of episode. But there are people that they'll learn a language just because of the idea for an ego to show that they're better and smarter and more capable, uh, show off and stuff like that. And that's the worst reason. If you, if, if again, if it gets you to learn a language, fucking learn it. But don't think that just because now you speak Portuguese that you're automatically better. You're not Sterling fucking Archer. If you guys don't watch the show Archer, he speaks Portuguese. You know. Um. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why people want to learn the language and stuff like that. And there is a lot of psychology behind the idea because what's the motive? We always talk about this, it's, it's the 5W hat. You know, 5W hat. 5W H A T. Um, who, what, where, who, what, where, when, why, how, A T, action taken. You know, what was the action that was done in the end afterwards, you know? Um, you know, who? Me. What? Learning another language. Where? Uh, at my house. Uh, and on the Duolingo lap. When? Whenever the fuck I want, because it's an app. Why? Because I want to. Action taken. Learning Spanish. You know? Um, you know, what's the action taken? Uh, I'm using the fucking Duolingo app and I'm learning Spanish. You know? Uh... But that there is always a motive for anything we do. And it could be the littlest of things. I mean, and so that's why the idea like doing this this episode and the idea for languages and stuff, it, it, it does – it's plausible because, again, there is a psychology and a sociology to it is that we have a motive. My motive is I'm very cultural and I've always wanted to be uh, bilingual. I've always wanted to study more linguistics, you know. I've, I, if I could be trilingual, quadrilingual, there are people out there that it's amazing what they know. You know, here's a quick political thing. You know, I'm not getting on the politics itself, but there's been talks and some things going on when it comes to like Pete Buttigieg, the mayor from South Bend, Indiana. Um, he knows like the basics of like five or six languages, but he taught himself near fluent in Norwegian. Now think about that. Now look, I'm Swedish. I might, I'm not knocking. 
learning Norwegian. But it's not one of the more universal languages. Norwegian will help you out when it deals with the Finnish people. They're similar languages. When dealing with the Swedish, very similar. Dealing with the Danish, similar. Norwegian is basically based off Danish in many ways. Um, but that only helps in Iceland and uh, the Faroe Islands. There you go. That's the extent where you can work with Norwegian. Uh, maybe the northwest corner of... Um, of Russia, but that's probably more Finnish, if anything. Um, but you know, he know he know he he taught himself Norwegian because he wanted to. That right there, you know, that, that right there is just is it's a it's a unique one. See you later, G was. Uh, it's a unique one, but he wanted to, and that was his driving force. You know, so you got that. You got Melania Trump, like I mentioned earlier, and uh, you know she lives grew up in Slovenia, so she Slovenian Croat is the language of that area. And because she grew up in Slovenia, which at the time was part of Yugoslavia, she learned uh, Bosnian because it was part of Yugoslavia, you know. Um, being a model and stuff like that, you know, she taught herself French and English because they're two of the international languages of the planet, like I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, so she, because she did a lot of, to do a lot of modeling business, stuff like that in Europe, didn't need to know French, without a doubt. Um, you know, and here's another, okay, I'm looking at it right now. Her native language is Slovene. She speaks, uh, okay, so it's not Bosnian, but she speaks Serbo-Croatian, which is Serbian and Croatian, so I got that one instead. Uh, but English, Slovenian, Serbo-Croatian, those are three. I mentioned the French. Uh, she doesn't know Spanish, but she knows Italian, uh, because by being Yugoslavia, it's right in, it borders Italy, so it makes sense, and she knows German. Um, so she speaks one, two, three, four, five, six languages. Six languages. Think about that. Now, a lot of it's because of necessity, like I mentioned. Serbo-Croatia and Slovene, right where she is. Italian, right next door. Doing a lot of business in Europe, so she's going to need to know French and German. And international business, even in Europe and other places, she needed to know English. So she learned three, six languages like that. A lot of times it is a necessity, and it makes complete sense to do that stuff. Um, uh, yeah, after the show, Luke. We'll, we'll stay on the air uh, after the show. Um, but there is a lot. Sometimes it is a real necessity, and it makes sense. Uh, here's a great one: wrestling reference. Ultimo Dragon, one of the best wrestlers ever. Only guy to hold ten major recognized world championships at once. He held the eight belts that were the J Crown, and then two other belts. I can't remember what two. Mm. The WCW Cruiserweight title was not one of the ten J Crowns, and I can't remember the other one. It was like a Japanese one, I think. But he held ten belts at once. Here's the thing. Do you know what languages Ultimo Dragon speaks? Uh, I bet you could take a guess. People are going to, like, I'll hold it up in the chat room. I'm going to kill a minute. Answer what languages you think Ultimo Dragon speaks, and don't try to look it up or anything like that. Don't do that. Okay? Just off the top of your head for what you know. Um, wow. Um, just taking a breather. I could really use the breather. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um so is the thing um killing it for a little bit longer for the chat room but <sighs> my mouth does get tied while talking guys that's the funny thing i know you guys are probably left and i'd be like oh my god this guy don't shut up and yet he's complaining about his mouth hurting and stuff it's like yeah uh, my guess, Spanish, French, Japanese, and English. Okay, there you go. So here's the thing, Luke. Um, Vic, who is that? What the fuck? Vic, I love you to death, but you don't know who Ultimo Dragon is? Oh. Oh, that hurt. Um, look it up. Um, Ultimo Dragon is not fluent, but he does know some English. But his two languages, Japanese and Spanish. Because Dra Ultimo Dragon, he's a Japanese wrestler, but his name is um, is Spanish. It means the last dragon. Ultimo, last, like the ultimate. And Dragon. Dragon. Um, but, so he knows those two languages, and a little bit of English, of course. But, um, 
it's like the idea that you can learn those two languages. It's so different from each other. But because he did so much business in Mexico and really wanted to, you know, do that and push more on the Mexican culture while mixing in with the Japanese, you know, so he learned Spanish. That's why you can remember, like, Ultimate Dragon and Rey Mysterio, like, there was some clips of them in WWE and probably even WCW where they're speaking in Spanish. And Dragon is Japanese. He's not Mexican. So there's the fun part with that, you know. There are other people like that. Um Look at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega loves the Japanese culture. He taught himself, he's talked about it. He taught himself Japanese before he even went to Japan. You know, he speaks English, probably French. He's Canadian. He's from Manitoba. And Manitoba, you know, you go across Ontario and then you're in Quebec. Now, to be fair, Ontario is a big place, big place. Uh, so I'm not trying to make it sound like it's like the idea of like just going across Rhode Island or Connecticut to get to the next, you know. But I wouldn't be surprised if he knows some French because it's just normal in Canada. But he speaks English and Japanese. And, um, you know, it's like that. that's the uh, 98% of my Hispanic friends growing up were bilingual. See, Dave's pointing that out, you know. I mean, and it makes sense. He grew up in East Texas. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot. I mean, the idea that people were speaking Spanish and you, get, you hear it. And the more people, that's the other, another thing. People always talk about how we learn our accents, not from our parents, but from who we're around. Now, the funny thing for me is my biggest friends growing up, one was Irish, so there's that. But two were French-Italian, and the other was Greek. Go figure. Um, but you got – that's a big thing. So you could be surrounded, and the more you expose to people like that, the more you learn another language, you know. I was li living in Germany, so I had to learn some basic German. I was exposed to it as well, so it made it easier. You know, you're exposed to more Hispanic people, just people speaking Spanish, Spain Spanish, Hispanic Spanish, whichever – and you could be getting more exposure to that, and you'll learn. You know, it just becomes natural to you. You you have your parents, and you can have that. You know, I will, I talked about how many times I've watched. Uh, like I watched the series Geography. Now they just aired the Oman episode about the about the Kingdom of Oman. And um, what do you call it? He uh, he talks about the fact that himself. You know, his uh, parents. Uh, he's Korean. He's Korean, Irish, French, and I think Italian. Uh, his dad was an army veteran, met his mom, who's Korean, and um, him and his family, his brother, were born. Um, his parents, his dad could learn, could speak Korean, so they would, his, the parents would speak to each other in Korean. Um, and the, uh, they taught the kids Korean as well, to a point. Uh, the funny thing is, you know, I watched, you watch the South Korea episode where he has his mom in there and she talks about how the fact of how he, he's got like the Korean, the skills of speaking Korean of like a five year old. So it's pretty funny. Um, but he, t but his mom talks about the fact that she would listen to her parents speak Japanese because for a time the Koreans were controlled by the Japanese. It was, a, it was part of the Japanese empire until it was taken away after World War II and, um, you know, became the, the Korean Peninsula, and you got North and South Korea and all that shit. Uh, but her parents would speak Japanese because of the fact that they were under Japanese rule for a while, so they knew Japanese. While they taught his mom and her siblings Korean, they never taught them Japanese. They would talk to each other in Japanese. And, um, you know, it was like the idea so they would have a language where the kids would not know what the hell's going on, uh, you know? And it's like that, that sometimes is that going on, you know? Sometimes you have the fun like that, have an extra language. You know, like I said, with the idea of a relationship, and then the time comes, you have kids, you want to teach them, and it's like, eh, well, we're going to, you know, we speak, what do we speak? Well, we speak French, and we speak, uh, we speak Portuguese. Uh, well, we're going to teach the kids French, because it's a very international language, but the Portuguese, that's for us. They ain't gonna, they're not going to know what the fuck we're talking about. You know, we're taking that from them. And if anybody's listening and getting mad at the fact that, oh my God, he's using obscene language, deal with it. I'm not PC. I mean, to a point, I am. But to me, it's not pol it's not politically incorrect to just say fucking shit and all that stuff. Um, but in any case, you know, it's uh, but there is a lot of good to that and a lot of psychology behind the idea of the languages. And, and here's the thing. The, Amer the English language, so many words come from other languages. Do you know the word geography? It's Greek. Do you know any word that ends in T-I-O-N has a French background and Germanic? You know, Anglo-Saxon, it's got a, a Franco, uh, Frank, Anglo-Franco background to it. Do you know, like, we get a lot of words that are so similar to each other. Think about it. The word ambulance is French. You know, it's just pronounced ambulance or ambulance in French. You know, it's ambulance, uh, ambulance in Italian, ambulance in Spanish. For fucking some reason, the Germans got to call it Krankenwagen. 
and that's not even a joke. That's actually how, what it's called, Krankenwagen. You know, they got to be j- different. You know, goal, soccer game, goal, English, Spanish, French, Italian, probably Portuguese. It's all goal, 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 goal. What is it in German? Toi, T-O-R. What the fuck, Germany? You know, Unterhabeschon. You know, it's like... It, Seriously, there were a lot of words that we get from the German language that it's like, okay, yeah, we got that. And then there's other words that I look at and go, I see why we didn't take that word when we went English. We went more Anglo than Saxon. Ha ha. Um, but we got a lot of that kind of stuff, you know. There's a, uh, the American, not even not the American, the English language has so much from the French to the German to the Greek. So many other words, you know, think about it. We have like... You know, let, let, let's look at the word, um, you know, we, we got like, there's rivers, and there's valleys, and there's lakes, but, you know, in, in Italian, it's lago, L-A-G-O, which is funny, because you look at like Lagos, uh, the capital of Nigeria, is it still the capital? It should still be the capital, unless it's moved, uh, because I know Nigeria is looking at another capital. Um, it's basically saying lakes in Nigeria, you know, uh. You know, uh, but you got like here's another one, fjord. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a narrow inlet. You know, with valleys and everything like that. So basically, it's a river going through a valley of mountains. You know, like it's the valley. The valley is the water, and then right next at the end of the water, all the the rocks and the ledges and stuff like that. That's called a fjord. That is a Norwegian word. You know. And it's like, so we get all these different things. We get so much influence, the English language, from other languages. And other languages get influence from each other. Like I said, uh, oh my God, I've, uh, here's another one I forgot to say. Thank you. Portuguese, obrigado. That's another one. There you go. But so many languages the, the, get influence from each other, which makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, there's a reason why Spain uh, uh, actually has, in architecture, and I think even some words, and I'm talking about Spain, not Latin America, but Spain Spanish has a little bit of Arabic influence because at one point uh, during the Umayyad dynasty, the Caliphate, you know, the Islamic kingdom back in the day that following after the days of, you know, the Prophet Muhammad and uh, Umar and all that stuff, the Umayyad dynasty stretched all the way to the point of the Iberian Peninsula, controlling all of Portugal, modern day, and majority of uh, of Spain, like parts like the Basque and the Catalan regions, Catalonia I think ha- was also, but like a portion of like that whole area, the border of modern day Spain and France was not, but they had that whole area as well, you know. So we're gonna get these influence, and the language and and learning the languages gets the influence from each other. It's I'm I'm trying to pull it to a conclusion right now, guys, you know, because I've been rambling for almost an hour. Uh, if anybody's been listening live, we've been I've been rambling for even longer. Um, but to pull it in, you know, there's so many different reasons and influences and, and, and causes to why we would learn these other languages. And it, in the end, there is a sociological and psychological reason to it. Whether it's the desire to be better, to be smarter, to be stronger, to be skillful, whether it's because of love or destination or relocation and stuff like that, whether it's just because you enjoy culture and stuff like that, you know? I mean, I was talking about it just the other day at work, you know, the fact that I learned these proper different etiquette items, you know. Here's the thing. I bet Luke could tell you this. If you go to a restaurant in England and you order a meal, guess what? When you're done, you don't finish everything, even if you can do it. You leave a couple of bitefuls left. Why? Because a proper British etiquette, proper British etiquette, Lucas, is that if you eat everything and you leave under the uh, the guise of the, sh- the chef, they see that you ate everything. That means you left with a non-full stomach. You were not fully satisfied. It's an insult to the chef. You leave a couple of bites there out of respect and courtesy to the chef. Meanwhile, you go to places like Chile, and you have to use a fork for fucking everything. You can't eat a sandwich properly. You have to eat a fork and knife, french fries, fork, all that shit, you know? Um... You know, I think it was Argentina who's backwards and then they border each other. Go figure. Um, you know, in Greek etiquette, you know, uh, his one, I use a fork in my left hand and a knife in my right hand. I'm right-handed, but it's easy to cut the knife, uh, the food with the knife in my right hand. But in proper Greek etiquette, reverse. The fork always stays in the right hand. You know, knife goes in the left. You know how hard it was for me to try to start doing this? But I was doing it at a Greek restaurant. I was studying Greek etiquette because I want to learn this shit. And the same thing goes for language. I just want to learn these things. I want to be... I 
I do want to be more skilled, yes, but I just enjoy culture and be able to know this. You know, the fact that if I can become fluent in Spanish and know that I could fly to Costa Rica, to Nicaragua, to, to Argentina, to Peru, go back to Ecuador, I could go to, I could go to Trinidad, I could go to Spain. And the fact that I can majority wise t- tell, uh, talk to them in that language. And I say majority wise because the idea that Le- Chilean Spanish, Mexican Spanish, uh, Nicaraguan Spanish, all different from Spain Spanish, you know? And Luke, who cares if the chef is offended? I'll finish. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's like, you know, that's one of the, th- you know, these are the things. And, um, <clears throat> I, I want to be able to enjoy this stuff and I want to be able to spawn it up. And again, psychology falls into it. So I know I'm rambling. I know I'm going off the deep trail on that. But I want to make sure I could stretch it out in a way. But because I want to emphasize the fact that there is a way to be psychological in this. I've, I mentioned this early on in the start of the reality check. That basically anything and everything has some facet of, um, some facet of culture and psychology involved. There's always something to be psychologically involved with any of this. And languages and wanting to learn a language is always a motive. There's always a reason. There's always a psychology. There's always a sociology. And, um, you know, so I'm going to be ending this show now. I'm pulling up a song to play out. I brought in with Kien Soy Yo speaking Spanish. It's a good song. I really like that song. Again, it was used for Carlito Caribbean Cool for a short bit. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be ending this, take it to another level for another language of a song. Another language and another song. Uh, <clears throat> and I hope you enjoy this. And anybody who's listening live in the chat room, you guys can stick around. I'm going to be on for an after party afterwards, and I'll have Luke on probably. And we'll just shoot some shit. We'll talk about whatever the hell. Um but I hope you guys enjoy this. This is a Cantonese song. Cantonese is used is a language used in southern China, mostly in the Guangzhou province, in Macau, and in Hong Kong. And enjoy this song. This uh, this song's got some. Actually, you know what? Uh, here's the thing. This is gonna have some Cantonese, but it's mostly in English. So a little bit of both for you guys. You can actually understand the song. That's not attacking you guys, but few people know Cantonese. Enjoy Twenty Four Herbs' song, Hong Kong Kowloon. Hong Kong, Kowloon, Hong Kong, this is motherfucking Hong Kong, it's the place for you, 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 rolling in the street light, 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 rolling in the street Get my kicks on the street We mix it up like they mix concrete Everyone around and try to sell the meat But I don't no mind I get my shit for free This is my place Home motherfucking calm, home motherfucking calm In your face we hold the ace But we dudes in the game wild in the race And the city skyline is placed And home was a rendezvous Don't shit me your home I meet a lot of people and I still feel alone All types of cats and all types of dogs All types of girls and all types of hogs Sorry, 
想身体健康，黄大仙保你平安。一讲起爆房，冇办法唔谂起九龙塘。呢条女周到，死撑话系搵楼想下了官去讲博道。故事未完，故事未完，廿四尾讲故仔不嬲都唔会收圈。努力 in the street， 嚟住玩腾腾转点算。Fucking Hong Kong, it's the place for you.